Isaiah chapter 66, verses 7 through 14. Before she was in labor, she gave birth. Before her pain came upon her, she delivered a son. Who has heard such a thing? Who has seen such a thing? Shall the land be born in one day? Shall a nation be brought forth in one moment? For as soon as Zion was in labor, she brought forth her children. Shall I bring to the point of birth and not cause to bring forth? Says the Lord, shall I who cause to bring forth shut the womb, says your God? Rejoice with Jerusalem and be glad for her. All you who love her, rejoice with her. All you who mourn over her, that you may nurse and be satisfied from her consoling breast, that you may drink deeply with delight from her glorious abundance. For the Lord says, Behold, I will extend peace to her like a river, and the glory of the nations like an overflowing stream, and you shall nurse, and you shall be carried upon her hip, and bounced upon her knee, as one whom his mother comforts. So I will comfort you. You shall be comforted in Jerusalem. You shall see, and your heart shall rejoice. Your bones shall flourish like the grass, and the hand of the Lord shall be known to his servants, and he shall show his indignation against his enemies. The word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. All right, so we're, we're continuing with those people from 66 who are humble and contrite in spirit and tremble at the word of the Lord. That's right. And a really interesting image here, you know, we've seen God already uh, personified as a mighty warrior who's put on his armor. And now there's this image of a mother and a child. That's right. And you have to love the the plurality of images used for God and for God's people, especially in the books of prophecy and all throughout the scripture. And so there's this idea, you know, where the people of the Lord are like little helpless infants and that's right. They're going to be just fine. They're going to be taken care of. And, and the Lord is going to nurse and grow and mature them. So Tom, what, what do you make of this passage in Isaiah 66? Well, just, just to maybe like to, if you're thinking, I thought God was revealed as a man in the Bible, but this is the picture of a woman and a child. Like you're right. You're right. The Lord reveals himself as father in the scriptures, but he made Adam and Eve, and in both genders, the glory of the Lord is displayed. And and so I think what we see here is the, the feminine qualities that are in women that represent a part of who God is yeah. are on display here with that nurturing. Yeah, Magade. I think that it's so beautiful that we see the strong warrior of God so often, um, but here we just see this like tender nurturing. We just hung out with with some friends this weekend that have three little boys, and to watch the the mom with the little boys, and Heather's picking up the boys, and then the dad's picking up the boys, and then I look down and one of their hands is holding my hand, and we're like walking through the woods, and we're just all hanging out together. The yeah. the you know the the seven of us. I was like. Man, it's so funny how the dudes relate to the boys and the moms, the, the ladies relate mm-hmm. to the boys. Mm-hmm. And you need both. Yeah. We need that warrior of the Lord. But what if we didn't have this? Come on. What if we didn't have this image of God bouncing us on his hip mm-hmm. and tickling our baby fat <laughs> and <laughs> yeah, yeah. like ooing over us? I just don't know that we think about God that often. Mm. 
in that context, I think we are rightfully fearful of the Lord, which is the beginning of wisdom, but you don't want to lose the love that God has for us, the joy that he takes in us. Yeah. And it's important not to get, you know, too overly individualistic about how we relate to the Lord. You know, I think one of the really interesting, uh, I guess, you know, nuances of this text or the qualifiers is verse 10. Rejoice with Jerusalem and be glad for her, all you who love her. Rejoice with her, all you who mourn over her. Hmm. And, you know, what? what is Jerusalem? Jerusalem, it, it's kind of the central dwelling place of God with his people. Jerusalem is very, you know, symbolic of sort of the collective, you know, nature of God's people. And it's like the center point. And, you know, in, in most ways, like the, the church is this image of the new Jerusalem Mm -hmm. until Christ comes. And I'm so instructed by this passage to be someone who loves the people of God, who Mm -hmm. mourns over the people of God. You know, I, I think, you know, between the lines of this passage is, is a big warning against, you know, tribalism. Or, or lone wolfism that, you know, not to like see other Christians that we disagree with or that have lost their way and, you know, pick up our rocks and, and turn up our noses and close off our hearts, but that we should love and mourn over the, the state of the church when we see brokenness. And that, you know, that ties in when we talk about people who are lowly and, and contrite in spirit you know, like, yes, our personal sin plays into that, but there's also, that that's a very, like, to stop there is like a very Western and individualistic way of reading it, you know, because so much of scripture speaks in this collective, you know, language. And, yeah. and so, yeah. you know, it's not just like, oh, I'm unworthy of the God, of the love of God, but, you know, we should, we should think about and meditate on how the church is unworthy of God's love and patience. And yet he is so loving and patient like a mother with her baby. Yeah, that's good. I, I think that collective rejoicing, we all want to hear somebody say our name. Mm. We all want to hear somebody say, good job. We all, we all want to be some sort of the hero, Mm. but to realize I am one. I am the Lord's is no longer I who live, but Christ who lives in me. And two, to realize like I'm a servant of the Lord's, which means servants put other people's first. Like I win when all of God's people win. Mm -hmm. And I I lose when all of God's people lose like that. That is a very um, ecumenical place to stand. Mm -hmm. And I think that we, we do have to get outside of ourselves to think that way so much of church is about like personal holiness yeah so much of church is like let me read my bible let me say my prayers let me do my thing Mm -hmm. so that like my personal holiness is really good Mm -hmm. and we don't need to neglect personal holiness no but that's like not the whole thing yeah there is there is this laying down my life for others there is this how are others doing um, there's me rejoicing when they do great. There's me mourning when they mourn. Um, and <clears throat> I think there's just uh, what you said is is good. That's that's good for us to remember. Hey, uh, I need to re- rejoice uh, in hope 
and in love and I need to mourn sin. And Jesus did that. He's literally at Jerusalem. He wept over the city. And he said, I have longed to gather you as a hen gathers her chicks. Mm. Um, And then he said, but you wouldn't let me. And destruction is going to come upon you. And probably the the harshest judgment he made, it was the the week of the cross, he made that judgment over Jerusalem on Palm Sunday Mm. and says, but because you ignored me, your walls are going to be torn down Mm. and terrible things are going to happen to your families. And I think that we have to say, hey, let me let me cry for the things that Jesus cried for. Mm. Let me celebrate the things Jesus celebrated. Mm-hmm. And <clears throat> this last verse, verse 14, I think is a great one. You shall see, your heart shall rejoice, your bones shall flourish like the grass, and the hand of the Lord shall be known to his servants, and he shall show indignation against his enemies. At the end of it, the Lord will sort out all the things. Yep. It's my job to be faithful in the things he's put in front of me. Yeah. He'll sort out all the other stuff. Yeah. The question is, was I faithful to him while I was here? And did I mourn for the things he mourned for? And did I rejoice for the things he rejoiced for? Mm. Absolutely. You know, let's be people who are our criticism and concerns of the church are outpaced by our prayer. Mm. And our longing for the church to to stand in fellowship with God. Amen. And that's as practical as praying over Christ's covenant if you're a member, or uh, you know, over your church if you're a member of another church, and praying for your neighboring churches and praying for the people of God universally. And those are the people that the Lord will gather together, those who are devoted to the Lord and love his people. So let's be those people. I'm Thomas Nelson. This is Will Carlisle, and we're going to see you tomorrow, hopefully, if you come back, (laughs) and the book of Isaiah on Our Daily Rhythm. Thanks for listening to Our Daily Rhythm. I'm Jason Dees, one of the pastors of Christ's Covenant, and Our Daily Rhythm is a ministry of our church designed to help you more faithfully and effectively meditate on God's Word. If you ever have a question for us about one of our Bible readings or one of your own Bible readings, please don't hesitate to text us at 404-465-1737. Again, that's 404-465-1737. Or email me directly at jason at christcovenant.com. We'll meet you again tomorrow for Our Daily Rhythm.